welcome to episode five of Cream of the Crap. I'm your host, Pam Montanez, and today I am joined by the one, the only, Allison Scouted. Hey. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Allison, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself real quick? Um, my name is Allison. I'm very excited to be here. I feel like this podcast was my gateway drug into other podcasts. Wow. So thank you for that. I am I am truly honored by that. That's amazing. <laughs> it's true because I was like, I need more. What do I listen to until the next episode? Wow. So I've been like wetting my feet wow. on other podcasts. That's amazing. Yes. But I live in Springfield. I work in Springfield. And I'm glad to be here. Great. Um, today I've chosen a special movie that Allison does not know what it is. I'm excited. And I'm going to do a reveal here before we watch it, and then we're going to come back and talk about it. So, Allison, uh, for your day job, you work in marketing in the food industry yes, of sorts. I do. Correct? Yes. So, today I've chosen a movie having to do with food. Ooh. It is called Cook Off. Have you heard of it? No. And uh, starring Melissa McCarthy, well, a slew of people. Okay. Melissa McCarthy. Like her. Uh, who else? Wendy McLendon Covey, uh, if you know that name offhand. No. Uh, oh, a, the McLendon Coveys. Yes. <laughs> yeah, mm. of the McLendon yeah. uh-huh. uh, yes. family. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll just show you the uh, cover of the movie here real quick. Here's, here's the artwork. Oh, <laughs> why do they oh. all look like, is that Charo? Charo? Oh, I don't think so. Which, uh, here's it was the a cast. very bad Charo accent if it was. Is, this is her, but... This is okay, main, main okay, I do here. know who Wendy McClovey is yeah. from um, the cop show that's funny. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, she's Reno in Reno 911. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Goldberg's, uh, she's the mom on that show too. Uh, so there's uh, a lot of people in this. DC Nash is from Reno 911 too. Yeah. Louis Anderson. Yeah. Mm, Mayor Doug. Yeah. I'm excited. So uh, I'll read you the synopsis real quick. Or the, yeah, the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, reality show shenanigans mix with the fiery and fierce world of competitive baking in the deliciously sly mockumentary cook-off. Mm. As a buffet of quirky contestants prepare for the renowned Van Rokel Farms cooking contest, <laughs> the heat is on to win a one, in, $1 million prize. The filmmakers follow them as the foodie media and celebrity judges descend on a hotel convention area to see which contestants rise, which ones fall, who will reveal their true nature, and who will find love with the contestants' costumed muffin man mascot. Co-starring a cast of improv geniuses including Catherine Mitchin, hopefully I'm saying that right, Wendy McLendon-Covey, Melissa McCarthy, Ben Falcone, Gary Anthony Williams, Nisi Nash, Diedrich Bader, Stephen Root, and Sam Pancake, the zesty cook-off is an affectionate nod to ordinary Americans who believe they're one dollop of spray cheese away from achieving their dreams. Ah, wonderful. Yeah. So that's what we're in for. It is rated R, so I hope that you can see R. I don't Yeah, I think that'll be okay. Okay, cool. Uh, it's a comedy. It's a mm-hmm. mockumentary. Um, the trailer sort of reminded me of the mockumentary Best in Show. Well, when you were reading this, I went, oh, no, because I feel like I'm going to now just be comparing it to Best in Show, okay, which you love I love. That love. Movie. Okay, I knew that. I'm so <laughs> glad. I, I also movie. picked this movie because of that. I was like, okay, good. I believe she said yes. she loved Best in Show. It's hilarious. I can't wait to see Peanut. how this compares. Um, so yeah let's, yeah, let's get into it. No, 
Okay, yeah, I'm very excited. Do we get to know what it's rated first? Or do we wait until do later? Do you want to know? Like, how do you want to do it? Well, I, I think you should wait. Guess. Yeah, let's wait, okay. and then you're going to guess what you think it could be rated. Okay, after? After okay. we watch it. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm secretly hoping to love it. Yeah, I hope so, too. I do love mockumentaries. Yeah, obviously, it's under 17% because it's yes. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that people just don't get it, and I love it. Yeah, okay. I'm excited. All right, All right let's go. Here we are. We survived. Uh, um, barely. Barely survived. And that is true. Um, okay. So <laughs> I don't remember how far we were through the movie. Maybe a third of the way through. Do you think? And then Allison goes, uh, might be too, too soon to say, but this is terrible. <laughs> and yes. and I said, I was like, yes, this, so far I've just been thinking this should have been a five minute SNL sketch. Yes. If that and this movie's already too long. Yes, I totally agree. I feel like especially, and again, because in my mind, I was comparing it to Best in Show. Yeah. But I feel like they tried to do that where they were like, oh, here's this character. And they like kind of synced up with like the characters in Best in Show. Or like there was the whole bit about like, oh, no, one of us doesn't have a room. We have to like figure out a new rooming situation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was really bad. Uh, all hopes and desires for this movie dashed uh, <laughs> well before the third of the movie hit. Yes. Um, after watching <laughs> that, Allison, what do you think it should be rated? So I feel like it should be rated, I would give it like 5%. Okay. Because it wasn't even a so bad it's good thing. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just most of the time we were just sitting in silence. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, no I couldn't reaction. even find anything to make fun of. Yeah. Like, yeah, Allison voiced oh. some concern midway through. She's like, I don't even think I'm going to be able to make fun of this on the oh. podcast. Like, this is just bad. It was, it was rough. There were a few little bits that were like, that could have been good if. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it a five. Okay, five percent. And, and I like, I'm fine with dumb comedies oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Mm, five. Yeah, I think uh, of all people to watch this, you had the potential <sighs> to appreciate this. Yeah. Unfortunately, they failed really bad. Uh, it is a whopping 14%, which is pretty high for this show. Yes. I mean, I do not think it should deserve 14 And I also noticed that the audience uh, review, so this is critics' mm-hmm. uh, percentage, which is what we base all of the movies on the show off. Uh, but the audience review gave it a 68%. Really? So I feel like it has the potential to be one of those cult following movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for me, but yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, fourteen percent is uh, what it's rated—a rough fourteen percent. Mm. Um, what do you think? What would you rate it? Uh, honestly, I I think four is a pretty pretty good. I'm I'm just thinking back to our last uh, movie that I just watched for this, which was the Emoji movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can't remember if I gave that a four percent, and I. I would rather watch this than that. Oh, okay. Interesting. But it's just a weird standard to set. Yes. Well, no, because I feel like also listening to all of the previous podcasts, I was pulling 
info from that because I was sitting there going, I wish this movie had more Pitbull in it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was missing. Pitbull could have been a great addition. If he could have done the theme song, <laughs> yeah. maybe instead of who they had coming yeah. in and doing the songs, yeah. Pitbull, yeah. then I would have given like an 8%. Yeah. Although I will say I have to keep in mind the categories of movies that we're watching as well. Mm. So um, for that, maybe I'd probably stick it at four, even though I'd rather watch this than the Emoji movie. The Emoji movie was also a kid's movie mm-hmm. and like kind of different category. For a kid's movie, it was still really bad for that. Well, yeah, and it sounded like it was more intense than a kid's movie. Like oh, they yeah. Were doing weird I, I read one it. review that was said it was made for adults and kids second. <laughs> like joke wise you know yeah, uh-huh. uh, a movie that parents would want to go see but could take their kids or something mm. anyway. so so do you think you give you're talking about different categories do you give like comedies a little bit more leeway than, like, uh, oh I think I definitely do because yeah. comedy uh, is so subjective just because it's not my style doesn't mean they didn't do a good job at comedy. Yeah. Although in this case, I feel like they did oh, a bad job. Yes, at I feel like this would have been the comedy, <laughs> yeah. like some dry stuff. Yeah, or like you know, just people making fun of like the common man yeah. being eccentric. Like, is I enjoy that. Yeah, and it wasn't happening. For and me. I will say, in terms of this show, this podcast, the funniest movie that we've watched so far has been Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that was a whole different category. Yes. So, um, which I th- I think. Uh, will probably continue to be the case is yeah. like the funniest movies we watch mm-hmm. are so bad they're funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so this is a 14%. I'd probably stick it at a four. Yeah. Uh, if not, a two is also kind of a gut reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll come to more of a conclusion as we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe your love will grow. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe my my uh, <laughs> appreciation will turn fond as we uh, talk talk about this. We went over the cast and the synopsis already, um, which <laughs> also we were probably halfway through, if not further, before Melissa McCarthy actually got into the yes. movie. And then she was only in it briefly and then back out. Yeah. She gets disqualified of the food competition. So I feel like that was really misleading. If, you, uh, if our listeners here were to take a look at the uh, movie artwork, she's front and center Mm -hmm. as if she is the star of this movie and she most certainly is a sub character of this um so the main the main actors are Catherine mitchin and wendy mcclendon covey um i don't really know Catherine mitchin very well uh i think we mentioned this before but wendy mcclendon covey is the mom on the goldbergs Mm -hmm. uh she's in reno 911 reno 911 Mm -hmm. um I've seen her in miscellaneous other stuff. I think she's a funny yeah. actress. Um, but she was the main character in this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the director of this, uh, one of them is Catherine Mitchin, who is one of the main characters of the movie. And the other one is uh, Guy Shalom. His highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes is Cook-Off also his lowest rated movie is cook-off so so, this is like only movie this is then? his only okay. movie <laughs> um, and then Catherine mitchin is the other director her best uh or her highest rated movie is a dog's way home from 2019 mm. and uh her lowest rated is cook-off which is saying cook-off was in 2017 why did i think it was 2007 is that really 17 yeah. Okay, me, that changes everything that we were talking about because let me verify this. I yeah, feel like this is 2017. Then I'm even more disappointed. Same. I was giving it a little bit of grace. Yeah. Oh. 
No. Let me look this up. It's I've just Back like off. reduced the score. 2017. <laughs> How? Where did I see 2007? I, I must know. have just missed a number. And then, because you said Bridesmaids was when? 2011. 11, yeah. So, okay, so okay. she was writing this. So it makes sense yeah. why they put her in the middle now, even though she was there for literally Okay, oh, she was more of a minutes. name. Okay. What does Wikipedia say? But then it says release date 2017. This, I it had to have come out in 2017 then, right? But well, that, obviously, why would yeah. you wait 10 years to release it? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here's the answer. After being shelved for 10, for 10 years. years. <gasps> okay. So the jokes were supposed to be relevant in 2007, and oh. then they finally released it in 2017, which is still crazy because Melissa is a tiny character in it. Yes. And 2007 is before she was really known for anything mm-hmm. besides Gilmore Girls. Yep. Yep. And then... But then it's funny that then on the artwork, they put her in the middle, even though she's there for literally 10 minutes. Which probably is because finally by that point, she was a bigger name. So honestly, at this time then, really all the actors in that movie, maybe you'd put them on the same level. Yeah. As like, nobody's like a main star at that Mm -hmm. point. Everybody's done sub character thing. This is crazy. I would agree. Yeah. 2017, they released it at the U.S. Comedy Arts Festival and then in the U.S. in... 2017 movie highlights okay um Mm. was there anything in there that you could call out as a good moment okay so Uh, I feel like we were talking about how they had a few good moments where they were on a main character and then there was like some random person off to the side like somebody's (laughs) mima like pouring ranch dressing (laughs) into like a stock pot (laughs) and those reactions were funny yeah of those people just kind of being people who probably weren't actual actors they were like extras for the movie because there was a lot of people in this movie like being a cook-off they needed a lot Mm -hmm. of audience people supportive people um yeah I definitely agree on that I feel like those bits were were pretty good I did think the whole the ring of fire where all the ovens were together (laughs) and they were trying to get the finalists into the ring of fire but then they forgot to like build a way for them to get into the ring of ovens to then cook that had, like, the potential to be good. Like, it started off as a good joke, and then they, like, ruined it. Yeah. But there was a glimmer of hope there. Yeah, I think maybe there was two spots in the movie that I thought were funny. One, just because it caught me off guard. I would say a lot of it was predictable Mm -hmm. uh, of this movie. Uh, One that caught both of us off guard, I think, and I'm putting it in the highlights category simply for that reason, was um, the beginning of the cook-off, they were, like, building up this uh, oven lighting. It was, like, an an opening ceremony. So they had this, like, oven sitting on the stage. I think it was made out of, like, cardboard or something. (laughs) And they're like, oh, this is going to be amazing, this oven lighting. And then they go to light it. (laughs) And I assumed a lamp on the inside of the oven would turn on or something. But all that happened was on top of the oven. I'm using hand gestures No, I was doing that, too. The ring of fire. I was like, this is what the ring. And (laughs) I'm circle. And yeah. yeah, So if you were here, you could totally see what I mean. We're being really Allison watched it, so she knows. But uh, for our (laughs) listeners, just look at my hands. Yes. Um, So on top of the oven, uh, they turn on, like, a fan. And just this, like, flashy saran wrap flames just gently start blowing. And and that made me, I think I chuckled out loud at that yes. point because I was not expecting that. So of all things in a movie, that shouldn't be the only highlight that I can mm-hmm. point out. But in this case, it was. Um, and then I think the other thing that I thought was memorable or noticeable. Oh, two more things. One, 
spoiler alerts of course so Lars comes in to tell Sharon that he is gay yes and then Pauline is Sharon's sister and she's sitting on the bed and he goes I'm gay I know that no one could tell that I was gay no one knew and they just do a quick cut to Pauline's eyes yeah. and she it, it was just like a really funny side facial mm-hmm. expression uh and it was like those moments that I wish uh were more highlighted was like just like what you said, like yeah. the side characters or like the understated stuff is mm-hmm. actually what had the most comedic humor in it. Yeah. Uh, the other, the final highlight for me, I also pointed out uh, while we were watching was just uh, Melissa McCarthy's makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like really s- subtle in the way they like made the edges of her nose like red. It looks mm-hmm. like maybe she's been blowing her nose a lot. And then she had some kind of band-aid yeah, on Yeah, and it was, chin. like, dangling off. Like, you yeah. thought it was, was going like to fall into her, like, up. marshmallow chili yeah. that she was making. Yeah. yeah. But Just even even bit. that, as obvious as a lot of the costuming was and, like, over the top, I thought, like, those things were a little more understated in a way. Mm-hmm. And so I thought those were funny. But those those were, I think, all my highlights. Yeah. I think that's... Yeah, I think that's all the highlights I had, and my highlights even had, like, caveats of, like, and then they ruined it. Yeah, and then they ruined it, yeah. Movie low moments. Mm. There were so many. Mm. Uh, I'm just going to start out with my big whammy, uh, for me anyway. As the movie progressed, well, it started out, uh, and there's, like, a black family, there's an obviously gay guy, Uh um, there's, like, some homely characters, um, and... Like, immediately I was like, ooh, like, these jokes just, it's, like, not said in the right way, I guess. And then the movie kept progressing, and I was like, you know, I feel kind of like Allison and I are going to have to take on race in this podcast. Wasn't expecting to And I don't think the two of us are necessarily the qualified (laughs) ones to take on this topic. And then it kept going, and I was like, I'm offended for the black community. And then it kept going, now now I'm offended for the gay community. And then towards the end of the movie, definitely for the Asian community. Like, it just, every community, I was, like, upset for them. Oh, yes. Um, It seemed like as the movie progressed that they tried to fit in like, as we got closer to the end of the movie, they were just trying to fit in more and more mm-hmm. different groups of people to affect. Oh, yeah. Like, just in the last... Because I think most of them happened also in the, like, six months later. We're mm-hmm. going to check in on the people. They went back to that one church, and then they just, like, just started listing a whole bunch <laughs> yeah. of different, like, Asian communities. Yeah. yeah. They and were, then, like, offended Koreans and then offended Vietnamese, even like, the within one, the Korean the one girl status. decides to rebel against her mom, and she becomes, like, this uh, goth <laughs> right. rock band or something like that. I was like, I'm offended for the goth community. <laughs> yeah. Like, just every joke that they made was just, like, looked like they were making fun of uh, that community. Yeah. Um, and not in a clever way. Yeah. Or just a good humor way. Yeah. Ugh, it was rough. The subtlety, the, the fact that there was no subtlety for me was rough. Mm-hmm. And that everyone was just a huge caricature of, like, a caricature. Like, mm-hmm. everybody was just over the top, and it wasn't funny. And then all the dishes that they made were just terrible and crazy. Oh, yeah. There was no, like, here, here's some normal ones. And then, like, like... In Friends, it's funny whenever Rachel puts the meat in the trifle. Oh, yeah. Because it's a normal dish that yeah. she, like, messes up. But yeah. there was none of that. It was just all of these are bad. Yeah. Uh, I bad. definitely felt like the food inspiration came from the nacho plate of Napoleon Dynamite. It was like they mm. were trying this, like, Napoleon Dynamite dry humor, but just like you said, this, like, cartoon proportion yeah. of this, like, dull character. And so it just got out of control. And then... uh yeah, there was like a solid, what, 
five to ten, if not longer, minutes of just screaming. Yes. When, like, they find out someone's cheating in the cook-off and just everyone's panicking, everyone's screaming, everyone's yelling. And I literally said, this is unwatchable. <laughs> it, like, they emphasize in the synopsis that they've got all these, like, uh, improv greats. And I feel like maybe a lot of this movie was improv mm-hmm. but then it just got out of control into oh like where can I take this comedy we'll start screaming this is funny like ah and it was just like way too much you're you're exactly right like it was just again going back to like improv so some of the lines just kept getting repeated and like that was the one character's bit like the one oh yeah that one I forget the name of his character but he was Del yes Del yeah and he just kept on talking about how he just wanted to hold a big check but didn't actually want the money I think I think maybe they told him your one line for the whole movie (laughs) is I want to hold a big check now improv every scene you're in off of that off that one line yeah was bad was uh, same with like okay so uh, other character Lars I'm talking so much about Lars but there's <laughs> this whole, there's this whole scene about how before he comes out he's like telling his fiance that like they can't sleep in the same bed because if he did he'd just be this like full force like wanting to just ha- lay with her and have sex with her and all these things mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> that scene went on for a while and then at the while the credits are rolling they did like bloopers or like versions of what I thought were going to be many scenes because this movie was so improv. But every blooper they showed was just from that one scene. And it went on for a long time. Like, Allison used the restroom in between that. It was still going when (laughs) she came back. Uh, And it was like, okay, so, like, wow, this scene really meant a lot to them. Just how, like, you could tell, like, the people who made this movie probably really loved it. And it wasn't And they just loved to keep watching this. The only funny bits to me that was inside that hotel room was the, the side eye part whenever he comes out mm-hmm. and Paulina does the side eye. And then also the fact that they had to put a rollaway bed in there and they had to keep crawling back and forth <laughs> yeah. over the yeah. rollaway. It's like, yeah. okay, that's that's good. Yeah. That's a good bit. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then also, so we didn't, we did not like the like MC host character. Oh, no, no, no. If I had to rank cast members or like cast in this uh, movie, I think he would probably be absolute bottom of my list i hated his character followed by karate son. yes karate son. like i was oh. very confused by his character too because uh one of the contestants has a couple of sons one of them is a reverend slash attorney personal yep. injury attorney and her younger son is really into karate so uh they like start off introducing those characters and the karate son is like in the background really awkward like almost like a Napoleon Dynamite kind of awkwardness. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm really good at karate if if you need me to do karate. But then, like, the next scene we see him and he's like, hey, lady, like, you look delicious. Let's get together later. I'm like, okay, this is a different person. Yeah. And then he plays this just, like, kind of, like, sex-crazed character the Mm -hmm. rest of the time, but it was, like, completely different than the first time that he was on screen. Improv, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, also going back to that family too. So Niecy Nash is so great. I mm-hmm. feel like she's hilarious, and yeah. she was playing the mom, Ladybug. Yeah. Briggs. Yeah. I can't believe I remember that. Yeah. But um, oh, halfway through the movie, I was like, I'm not going to remember any of these well, names. And all the names There's are crazy. so many. Yeah. But anyway, she 
I feel like she was given a rough character too. Mm-hmm. And like, what else can you do with this character? Yeah. There was a little bit of a funny bit where she becomes a finalist and she's been rolling around in the scooter the whole time. Yeah. Cause she's got carpal tunnel in her legs. It moved down from her it hands, moved down her from her hands <laughs> to her legs, which again is funny now, but was not funny. In the oh, movie. it wasn't like highlighted properly. No. But so they, they call her up as a finalist and she runs up to the front and then remembers and like goes back and gets yeah. her scooter. Yeah. So that was a good bit. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I just feel like they gave her, they did her wrong with that character, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on categories, then. Uh, acting. I feel like we've touched on this a bit. Um, I would say, like, I've seen, I've seen all of these actors, who I think are good actors, yeah. do sort of versions of these characters that they played in other things, mm-hmm. but they did it way better. So I feel like maybe 2007 was when they kind of, yeah. Found, like Melissa McCarthy, this was before she did any of, she, before she did Bridesmaids, Tammy, like any of her like, you know, more butch kind of misunderstood lady characters mm-hmm. or whatever. Like this was before she kind of was known for that. I mean, she was Suki before this yeah. on Gilmore Girls. So maybe this was a good trial run and it was like, hey, you're good at that mm-hmm. from this. Yes. Maybe we had to go through this pain to get yeah. better characters. Yeah. We all paid the price. Yeah. And then uh, Lars was played uh, by Stevie's dad from Malcolm in the Middle. And it was a shame because, like, I think he's a great character in Malcolm in the Middle as Stevie's dad. But Mm -hmm. this was just, it was just, like, too much. Again, I felt like he also said kind of the same few lines the whole time. Yeah. Like, how much he wants to have sex with her, but he can't. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that's pretty much it. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, I don't know. Acting, like, like, so I don't know how to grade that because I've seen them do similar characters elsewhere successfully mm-hmm. but in this it just didn't work no. and I'm not that much of a film person to know why yeah <laughs> it just know. didn't it just yeah it didn't Oof. um story uh if I had to describe the story I would just say it was never ending yes <laughs> the never ending story. yeah um yeah it was and it was just meandering and I feel like it was hard, too, because, it, again, it wasn't really going off of any type of real thing. It was all, like, mm-hmm. goofy, like, oh, the Van Kugel, yeah. where we have fake meat, and, like, everything was just crazy. It yeah. was kind of like they, uh, maybe it was an improv game, where they write all the words down, and they shake them up, and they lay them out. And, like, yeah. here's our story. Yeah. Well, I mean, even uh, one of the final scenes is Sharon and Pauline, spoiler, Pauline wins the competition, <laughs> and they're sitting interviewing them, and Sharon's clearly jealous that Pauline, Paulina? 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 Yeah, I think there was an A. Okay. But again, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so Sharon's clearly upset that Paulina won. Um, and I, Paulina falls in love with the Muffin Man, so he's also in the <laughs> shot. <laughs> we haven't even talked about Oh, yeah, we haven't even talked about the Muffin Man. There's so, a Muffin Man. There's a Muffin Man. So, But you can see in the shot, there's Sharon sitting there, Paulina, and around Paulina is like the Muffin Man. He's, his arm's wrapped around her. But you can see an arm around Sharon... But it's like cut off. Yeah. But they never expand the view or anything. And and Allison's like, maybe they uh, recorded all of these uh, like interviews and then decided what the story was. Mm-hmm. And I, honestly, I would believe that. <laughs> it's like, hey, do funny stuff and then we'll put it in and make it into a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like so long. Every time a scene ended, I was hoping it was the end. And yeah. then 
especially when they're like six months later where are they now it's like no no, no we more we don't we don't care where they we are we don't want to know yeah yeah do you, do you want to talk about the Muffin Man? Um, yeah, let's talk about the Muffin Man. <laughs> yeah. um, because, again, I feel like a missed opportunity, and maybe because Shrek already did all the Muffin Man jokes. Oh, yeah. But we never made any, like, Muffin Man jokes. Yeah. It was just the whole bit was he's a guy, and he doesn't want to be in the costume, and then the MC that we all hate was being mean to him. Yeah. So he is, like, the mascot for Van Kugel Farms, and he's a blue muffin, and in the in the synopsis, we read that there was going to be some romance with mm-hmm. the Muffin Man. So we were trying to guess the whole time who the romance was going to be with. Yeah. Turns out, spoiler, Paulina. So <laughs> yeah. she wins not only a million dollars, but the Muffin Man's heart. Yeah. And you would think that would be endearing, but it was nothing. Well, and then at the end, he changes jobs and becomes a mascot for a cookie company. Yeah. Um, so I feel like they could have shown a little bit more of his story in that, like, his life stream is to be a mascot, yeah. but he's like finding the right way to do that or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, like there's really nothing on that. You just knew he was like unhappy. Yes. As the muffin man. Yeah. I feel like maybe there were too many characters that we were following oh, because yeah. we didn't get enough backstory or like even they did a thing where they were like, oh, it's a code black after we named the wrong oh, winner. Oh, yeah. And they shut everything down. Yeah. And just as a cutscene, they were like, code black was created in 1962 or whatever yeah. because of, and we're like, we had no prior knowledge to codes. Yep. yep. Like, why are you introducing this into the movie now? We're going to move on to see what the critics had to say about this. Uh, all these reviews are on RottenTomatoes.com under Cook Off, the movie, if you look it up. Um, critic Michael Retschiffen, mm. if I'm saying that correct. Shout out to Michael. From the LA Times. He says, wafting into theaters after sitting on the back burner for the last decade... Cook-Off is a shrill, gloppy mess of a mockumentary <laughs> being served up well past its best-before date, if there actually ever were one. Oh, I agree that I don't think there was yeah. best-before date. Yeah, it was made expired. I am kind of interested in why it got shelved for so long yeah. and why they thought they should bring it back. Yeah. Mm. All right, Michael. What a wordsmith. That was mm-hmm. pretty good. John DeFore from The Hollywood Reporter says... Cook-off piles some better than this comedians, some better than this comedians into a culinary competition whose dishes look as unpalatable as the film itself. I would also agree with that. It's a a solid cast in a really bad movie. Ben Kenningsberg from the New York Times says, the movie tries to do for amateur cooking contests what Best in Show did for dog competitions, but the strained folksiness and tired stereotypes couldn't be further from the snap and wit of prime Christopher Guest. Mm-hmm. If Allison could have written a review, mm. I feel like it that's what been it would have been that. I would have been like old Benny. Yep. And to end the reviews on a positive note, this was a good review for the movie, Nell Minow from Movie Mom says, all the ingredients for a tasty entertainment. B plus. Ooh. Ooh. Do not agree, Miss Nell Minow. Oh, no. Do not agree. Sorry, movie mom. <sighs> Yikes. Okay, so now we've discussed it. We have different perspectives. Uh, what rating? Are you still sticking with your 4%? I'm sticking with 4. All right. I just, ugh. I think 4 is a solid one. I just, I'm going to go with my gut and give it a 2. Mm. I'm okay with that. And that gives our average rating a 3%. <laughs> <laughs> We think this movie stinks. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's our that's our thoughts on cook off. Mm-hmm. Allison, um, do you have any recipes that you'd like to share? 
<laughs> um, yeah. So no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. you can. Uh, oh, you can. Reach out to me on Instagram and I'll oh, send you a recipe. What, what, Instagram? You're on that? <laughs> What's your Instagram? Oh. <laughs> um, it's Alpal Scow. Oh. As in Scouten, but without the den. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you want to spell that? A- A-L-P-A-L-S-C-O-W. Perfect. Yeah. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you for your time. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thanks yeah. for suffering through that movie with um, me. It's a joy, a pleasure. Yeah. another episode thank you for listening wow <laughs> i know you're thinking why isn't she a singer slash rapper uh, it's because i haven't caught my big break yet but that's not what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about how awesome you are for listening and from my heart to your ears thank you um i do have a question for you though do you have movie ideas for me please send them to me. You can Instagram, DM me, comment on any of the posts, whatever. Just let me know your thoughts, opinions, and ideas. The handle is at Extra Whip. See you on the next episode.